Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Well, my name is Tamika Moss, and I have the pleasure of serving as your MC for today's program. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to see so many familiar faces, and only a special person like Joaquin Torres would bring us out in the rain to celebrate your inauguration. I'm so excited to welcome you all to today's um, ceremony, actually reflecting um, the assessor recorder's first full term. Um, and so we're so excited to have you all with us. Um, I had started All Home, an organization that's working on homelessness and housing security and economic security for our region's most vulnerable neighbors. And one of the reasons that I started that organization was the belief that the status quo was not okay. That it was going to take everyone in our community to double down and figure out how to solve our region's most complex problems. That it's gonna take innovation. It's gonna take breaking down silos, building across sectors. And that is what we have in Assessor Torres. He is someone who has always been in his public service someone who is not okay with the status quo, who is really about building up community, figuring out how to do that creatively and innovatively, and bringing our entire community along. And so it is such a great honor for me to be here with you today and support my friend. All right, so with that, I would like to bring up our first two speakers. Uh, Danielle Torres, sister of Assessor Torres, to provide a land acknowledgement. And following the land acknowledgement, the Reverend Canon Deborah Lowe Skinner of the Episcopal Diocese of California will lead us in an invocation to center and unite us in thought and prayer for the success of Assessor Torres in this essential role that provides financial stability for our city and county of San Francisco. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Tamika. Uh, today I'm going to read the land acknowledgement, and this was written by Jonathan Codero, who is the founder and executive director of the Association of the Ramatush Ohlone and Matush, the chair of the Ramatush Ohlone people. The city of San Francisco is located in the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original peoples of the San Francisco Peninsula. We wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, relatives, and present members of the Ramaytush community, and we affirm their sovereign rights as First Peoples. We honor the Ramaytush Ohlone for their enduring commitment to care for the lands in which we now live and work, and we commit to continue the process of dismantling the ongoing legacies of settler colonialism. We pray to Creator God as we are gathered here with joyful anticipation what, uh, for what the new year will bring. As we 
turned the pages of our calendars this past weekend on January the 1st, many of us hope that we can get uh, start a new chapter of our lives, get a do-over, and with that, new opportunities to grow in heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to expand the ways we can improve our lives, improve the lives of our loved ones, and improve the lives of everyone who lives and works in the city that we love. Merciful God, we pray, we are filled with gratitude for your help in seeing us through all the challenges the city faced this past year. By your grace and help, we continue to meet the ongoing challenges of the pandemic by providing public health care and distributing vaccines and boosters for COVID-19 and monkeypox. We continue to address ongoing racial tensions and discourage hate crimes. We continue to navigate through the uncertain economic ups and downs in city financial resources due to the war in Ukraine and the inflation. We continue to compassionately try to find supportive housing and offer care for the many homeless in our midst. And we can congratulate ourselves, yes, congratulate ourselves, for carrying out a successful midterm election despite many divisive political rhetoric and false accusations of possible voter fraud. Gracious God, we pray. We are very glad and blessed by the gifts, experience, passion, and vision of elected public servants such as Joaquin Torres, our assessor recorder, who is being sworn today. His resume is impressive as are his contributions towards making this city a place that, uh, that serves the public good for both businesses and workers, for people of income uh, levels, both high and low, and for people who have been historically marginalized by social institution and systems. He has served as director of the San Francisco Office of Economic and Workforce Development, as president of the San Francisco Housing Authority, as director of the San Francisco Invest in Neighborhoods Initiative, and has participated in the first core cohort as the city's government alliance for racial equity. He has shown and continues to embody someone who can be a leader, a facilitator, and a bridge to enable diverse peoples to come together and work for the common good and to create the kind of beloved community that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. talked about, which is a place where everyone is cared for and the social ills of racial discrimination, poverty, hunger, and hatred can be overcome by loving our neighbor and by working together in community. Almighty God, we pray, bestow upon Joaquin Torres, Mayor London Breed, and all elected public uh, city officials, bestow upon them your spirit of wisdom, charity, and justice. Remind them to rely on your strength and courage when they are tired and, and downhearted. Help them to bear their responsibilities to their fellow San Franciscans such that they may continue to be trustworthy leaders and compassionate service servants who seek to protect the rights and to promote the well-being of all persons. 
Dearest God, we are reminded that tomorrow is the 12th night of Christmas, the feast of the Epiphany, when according to the Gospel of Matthew, the wise men from the East sought out and followed a star, and they finally arrived and saw the baby Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate, who was asleep in a lonely manger in Bethlehem. Let us ever be guided by your light and your wisdom. May we always go out of our way to follow where you lead. May we never be so jaded by the cares and concerns of our world that we fail to appreciate the laughter of children and the miracles that you make appear when we least expect it. May our offerings, which you yourself has given us, be acceptable in your sight. That is the gold of our faith, the incense of our prayers, and the myrrh of our contrite hearts. Whenever the occasion arises, may we lovingly offer our God-given gifts to bless and bring goodwill into any situation. And may the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ remind us to give up the destructive ways of selfishness and wielding unjust power. And by your Holy Spirit, dear God, may you ever lead us in the ways of peace and in the paths of righteousness by becoming a beloved community. Amen. Thank you, Reverend and Danielle, for those amazing remarks. Now, I consider it a privilege and an honor to introduce a San Francisco native, my birthday twin, and California controller-elect, the Honorable Malia Cohen. Happy New Year. Listen up, people, this is a celebration. I'm so excited. Uh, that was a heck of an invocation, um, Reverend Low Skinner. I thought I was in the Baptist church for a moment. How are you guys doing? It feels good to be here. I'm honored to be able to say a few remarks for my good friend, Joaquin Torres, particularly because I'm probably the only person in this room that knows exactly what the assessor's role is duties, responsibilities. So I'm glad to see Shimon. I'm glad to see other members of the Board of Supervisors here because it is an important function that the assessor serves um, the entire city and county. You see, he and his staff, they go around and they assess property, whether it's a cork, whether it's a, the microphones, whether they're physical spaces. And, and, and this assessment brings in revenue. And that then goes into your fund when it comes into the budget. So you need the assessor to have all the skills, all all the resources that he or she may need in order to fully execute their job so that you all may be able to deliver um, your promises to, this, to the constituents of San Francisco. So you heard in the remarks, it said elect uh, controller. I'm actually the controller now. Thank you. 
just a little bit of history being made here. And when I was getting dressed to come in here this morning, I was so excited because it's like home. It's like coming back home, coming back home to celebrate my own friend. And I want to share some thoughts about Joaquin Torres because when uh, the appointment was made, um, I was halfway consulted because I feel like the decision was already made and they just kind of were checking the box. But it was a phenomenal Phenomenal appointment because I could not think of a more dedicated, heartfelt man who is committed to the culture, to the vision of San Francisco, and most importantly to her people. Joaquin, this is not an easy job. And you're getting ready to stand up here and take the oath and pledge uh, your commitment to the city and county of San Francisco. Congratulations on taking that big step. And I'd like to recognize your lovely wife. It's wonderful to see you this morning. Thank you for being here and thank you for sharing Joaquin with us. Assessor Taurus is a gem. We recognize that, we affirm that, and we love you for it. Um, Mr. Torres, sir, I have to go to the beginning. It is so good to see you this morning. And to the entire Torres family, thank you for being here. And thank you also for extending um, this wonderful servant to us as we continue to move forward. One of the things that strikes me the most about Mr. Torres is um, his love. Oftentimes, we have a conversation about a, conver uh, a conversation that we had during the budget process. Mr. Torres shows up and he's present. He's done his homework. He knows the ins, the outs. He walks the streets. He has the, uh, he, 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 he uses the, he utilizes the services and he partakes in the businesses. And that is what city life and city service is about. And so it is an extreme honor to be here doing this momentous moment to celebrate you being reelected as the assessor for the city and county of San Francisco. So today, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you stand up and just give him a little bit of love. Just give him a little bit of love. And Assessor Torres, I want you to take in this magical moment. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. My name is Malia Cohen. Thank you, controller, Malia Cohen. Um, it is now my honor to introduce the San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company led by Rodney Earl Jackson Jr. to perform Home from the Wiz. Hello, 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 yes. We are um, San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company, SF Backup. I'm Rodney Earl Jackson, Jr. This is Jocelyn Thompson Jordan mm -hmm. and Andrew Jameson. And we're going to, um, you know, bless this space. Everyone take a deep breath for me real quick. And sigh it out. <sighs> I'm, we're theater people, so we like to get a little more into it. One more for me, y'all. I want to hear you, though. <sighs> One more time for the, for the weddings happening outside. One more time. <laughs> ah, yes. So I saw Mr. Joaquin in the restroom, 
And um, I was going to make a joke, but it feels a little crass. I was going to call him Hakeem because of what's going on in the world right now. But, <laughs> but we're so happy that you're getting sworn in right now. So blessed to have you with us. He, he and I serve on the ACT Board of Directors, American, American Conservatory Theater. His commitment to every system in this community is so apparent. So he told me um, he wanted us to sing something about this great city. So I thought, what better than the song Home from the Wiz, like you already said. This is our great city, right, Ms. Malia? So let's do it. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing. Wind that makes the tall grass bend into leaning. Suddenly the raindrops that flow have a meaning. that I have some direction It sure would be nice to be back home where there's love and affection And just maybe I can convince time to slow up Giving me enough time in my life to grow up Time be my world's gone and changed its face, but I still know where I'm going. I have had my mind spun around in space, and yet I've watched it grow Oh, if you're listening, God, please don't make it hard to know if we should believe the things that we see. Should we try to stay? Should we run away? Or would it be better just to let things be? Living here in this brand new world might be a fantasy. But it's taught me to love. So it's real. Look inside our hearts to find a world full of love, like yours, like mine, like
thank you. Y'all didn't know you were coming to church today, did you? Okay. Let's just take a pause and let all that in. Mm. Ooh, all right, I'm back. Well, now it is my great pleasure to introduce our hometown mayor of this incredible city, the Honorable London Breed. so good to be here right now. Thank you so much, Tamika, for being here to emcee this extraordinary event. Thank you to my baby, Rodney and Jasmine. Um, Rodney is a product born and raised in San Francisco in the Fillmore community. I've known him since he was a kid, and I am so, so proud of him and the work he's doing in theater in San Francisco. And it just goes to show you the people that are being highlighted in addition to the first black woman to become the state controller for California, Malia Cohen. It goes to show you that Joaquin is the kind of person who loves to recognize and highlight other people and their extraordinary accomplishments. Um, he's so well-rounded, and, and many of you didn't know he was a, an actor, in fact. Um, Although his wife has taken acting to the next level, um, Joaquin has decided, well, I'll go into politics instead. Um, but we're so honored to have him here today. And as uh, Malia Cohen mentioned before, uh, she felt like I was checking a box. And usually when you have to make really hard decisions about people to a point, um, there are a lot of stakeholders, a lot of people who you seek out for input to make these very hard decisions because at the end of the day, it's not just about me making the decisions or the people that I talk to, it's about the person who is capable of serving the people uh, of this great city. And the reason why it wasn't hard when it came down to that decision to select Joaquin Torres because of his consistent track record of serving this city with such <laughs> such kindness, such humility, and such love. You hear it over and over in the themes of what people are saying here today. Um, Joaquin has been really an extraordinary leader in San Francisco um, during times when no one was even paying attention. He, at one point, was just really known as Senator Art Torres' son. Oh, yeah, I know him. Um, but then, slowly but surely, as he worked his way through various mayors, he developed a reputation for going out into the community and really doing extraordinary things. I couldn't believe it when he decided, when he had worked for Ed Lee, and we had to do some reconstruction of the housing authority. And I thought to myself, who would ever want to be on that commission in light of the challenges that we're dealing with? And Joaquin raised his hand and said, I want to do this work. And under his leadership, <laughs> 
under his leadership, many of you know the history of the San Francisco Housing Authority. I, I lived in public housing, full of dysfunction, full of challenges. And what we were able to do because Joaquin, in addition to his full-time job with the city and county of San Francisco, the work that he did to help us get out of debt and to move forward and to make sure people weren't displaced and to help us get homeless families into empty units. I mean, his work was extraordinary on the ground. And as the director of the Office of Economic and Workforce Development, he didn't just send his staff out into the community. He went out into the community, especially when it came to some of the hard decisions that constantly had to be made. I remember that very contentious meeting in the Fillmore, and I couldn't believe that Joaquin through it all, after being called names and after being, you know, almost chased out of the room, he stayed strong and he kept a smile on his face and he stood strong and focused on the fact that it was important that we serve the people of San Francisco. And when the COVID pandemic hit, he was a really instrumental leader in helping us focus our resources on small businesses in San Francisco, knowing that they would be hard hit, working with business leaders and the commission and other folks to provide resources. And when this city made a tremendous era in providing the kinds of resources necessary to deal disproportionately with the people impacted, the Latino community who is impacted fiercely by the coronavirus, he stepped up and helped us with the programs and the implementation of those programs when he was at Office of Economic and Workforce Development. There is a laundry list of things that I can talk about and, and why someone like Joaquin is so perfect for a role like this. I mean, I shouldn't even have to tell you the fact that we have two former mayors here, Frank Jordan and Art Agnes, the fact that we have Former fire chief, Joanne Hayes-White, and our senator, I mean, I know you're his dad and you have to be here, but the fact is, he's here. And so many elected leaders across the aisles here in San Francisco, community leaders, people from all stretches of life here to support Joaquin, has everything to do with the fact that we all understand that the role of assessor-recorder is, is critical to not just squeezing out every dollar from every property owner in San Francisco, but it's also looking at providing a balance and dealing with equity for those families who inherit their homes and don't know what they can do to deal with the city and the challenging tax structure and, and choosing to sell rather than invest and, and, and provide the support necessary to make sure that they develop generational wealth so that they are able to stay and protect their homes and pass them on from generation to generation. He understands the historic challenges of what existed in the Fillmore and people who lost their homes because of the challenges of dealing with the bureaucracy of this city and the assessed values that oftentimes left some families in a situation where they were forced to sell. The first thing that Joaquin Torres has done, has provided classes and outreach and, and the work that he's done to ensure that the families who own their homes who may not be able to afford these expensive taxes in San Francisco get the support and the resources they need so that their homes are protected just like anyone else in San Francisco. The work that Joaquin has done and will continue to do as assessor recorder in San Francisco has been transformative 
will lead to better, more productive lives. And as we come out of this economic recovery, his office and the work they're going to need to do to reassess taxes in San Francisco is going to be critical because we need our businesses to thrive. We need our city to thrive. We just went through a global pandemic. We're not going to be able to snap our fingers and come out of that. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take making hard decisions. It's going to take collaboration. And it's going to take really strong, talented leadership of people who genuinely care about focusing on the best interests of the people of this city. And that is no other than Joaquin Torres, who it gives me now the great pleasure to swear in at this moment. All right, so please repeat after me. I state your name. Joaquin Torres. I, Joaquin Torres. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. Against all enemies. Against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic. That I bear true faith and allegiance. That I bear true faith and allegiance. To the same. To the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. <laughs> or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties upon which I'm about to enter. The duties upon which I'm about to enter. And during such time. And during such time as. I serve as I serve as the assessor recorder the assessor recorder for the city and county of San Francisco for the city and county of San Francisco Congratulations <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Mayor Breed. Thank you to my family who are here with me today. To my mom who's listening from down south. <laughs> to my two dads, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, all of you joining us here and online. Thank you to my team at KMM, Celeste Walter, the presenters today, the esteemed elected servants of our city and elected officials. To the presenters, my friends, thank you. The constitutions that I've sworn to guide my work, I prepared some remarks, <laughs> in new ways recently established and in practices long held, in the fair assessment and collection of billions in property tax dollars that are essential to San Francisco its security, its stability, its solvency, and its recovery. I lend myself to its demands. 
tempered by the lessons we've learned from this pandemic, its ebbs and flows, disciplined by the hard-fought openings and reopenings of our economy, most sensitive to the pain it's caused in our diverse communities. And I'm honored, Mayor Breed, for the confidence you placed in me from the start, for the opportunity to serve side by side with you, and with so many in this room in the thick of this pandemic. And I'm humbled by you, the voters of this city, for the opportunity you've given me to continue my responsibilities as Assessor Recorder of San Francisco, because the fundamentals of our government rely on the service we provide, assessing property, assigning value. That value comes to life in the daily work of our city, the emergency services we've seen delivered on our streets just these past few days, homelessness, affordable housing, shelter beds, schools, our economic recovery efforts, public and mental health needs, our sanitation flows, firefighters, and the wages and benefits that lift up livelihoods, support families, sustain dreams that for so many of us, we still reach for. All of them depend on the financial foundation built through the hard work of this office. And that's a responsibility I take seriously. That sense of responsibility is made of many parts. Some come from those I've served. Some come from those whose footsteps I've followed in. From all the mayors, those with us here today, those tending to matters of state, and those up above. Your legacies and generosities have helped form the political character of this still young man who stands before you here today. <laughs> Part comes from the weight of those principles of service that I've sworn to, which for the people we serve has not always seemed to be the concern of government. What is just? What is fair? What is equitable? What do we do when we see that opportunity has been designed for some, but not for others? In this country, but also in this city that we call home. And quite often, in both cases, for reasons based on the color of one's skin. As my favorite city prophet would say, it ain't no mystery when you know your history. And thankfully, finally, more is being done today federally, locally, at the state, to consistently and publicly reveal this history of discrimination, specifically as it relates to my work, property, and value, and, and homes hard fought for, homes kept, homes lost. Each family has its own stories, immigrant families, indigenous families, black and brown families, more certainly so for the women who live within them. Families like yours, families like mine, a Mexican-American family. My people, my grandparents when they came were greeted by, sound, by signs with posts pounded into land whose messages were pretty clear. No Mexicans or dogs allowed. A practice of history, perverse, exclusive, deeply embedded not only in the private fields of industry, but in our own government. For my family, there was no time to dwell on these injustices. Not then, not now. Not for my grandfather, who raised a family on butcher's wages. Not for my grandmother, 
whose home was bought with her own seamstress wages. Not for my father, who could not and would not wait for the arc of justice to reach its final destination of representation in elected politics. Not for my mother in broadcasting, not for my sister in legal practice, not for my aunt as an educator, a bilingual teacher in Calistoga, one of the first of her kind. And not for my wife, Rebo, whose perseverance, passion, performance, and art continues to realize her success, not only for her, but for the community and the representation it gives to them in the arts. Their agency was most important for themselves, for their families, for their communities, for others. It is that reach for representation and opportunity that I bear witness to. It's what I carry with me in my quiet place and something I respect. And for our communities, it is their agency, their reach, their struggle that they seek for us in government to respect as well. For it has and does make our city strong, as does our care. The Bible that I laid my hand to belonged to my nana, a homemaker, a one-time restaurateur, and the best maker of flour tortillas that I know. Her care came in the form of a chorizo burrito, wrapped warm in foil to soothe a chubby young boy, shuttled between two parents, two homes, two cities. Didn't cost much, that care, but a decision made such a difference on me. That simple act told me that I was seen, that I was valued, that I was worthy to be served. And that memory, that feeling, and how to pass it on, I carry with me too. I'm very grateful for those lessons from my family, my Mexican-American family. Proud and grateful for them raising me in an environment defined by resiliency, tenacity, possibility, and public service. But I also know that these are the products of luck and the products of privilege. That not all of us are born with it. Not all of us can close our eyes at night and know that the love and care we know is so important to succeed will be there for us when we need it most. It's this awareness, together with those values, principles, and ethics instilled in me that carry me through those hardest times that I seek to bring every day into my practice of public service. I believe people need our care now more than ever. I believe they need to feel our understanding more than ever, to know that we've contemplated the lives around us, like the faces and the photos that surround us, their dreams, their lived experiences. Because it hasn't always been the case that government showed up to care. Red lines to prevent the purchase of homes, restrictive covenants to seal the deal, even if those resources could be found. Their messages were pretty clear. No blacks, no mongrels, no Chinese, no Mexicans. These are the words not only of a Jim Crow South, but of a not that long ago San Francisco. Even today, in private practice, we've seen the story in our local news. Black communities have found that to seek the wealth that their homes would finally provide could only be so if they were willing to erase their race, to be bleached, to be blended, and whitewash their homes. 
that their ticket to finally realizing their upward mobility would be to give up drops of the melatonin from their skin to claim it. So I'm proud that we've been able to raise awareness of these issues since I started this work, highlight this history, and change the faces of those who tell it. Help prevent it. Secure that wealth a home can bring for the next generation. Because our challenges these days are not only economic, they are cultural too. And so I'm bound to this work, now sworn to it, and the principles of the greatest actors of our time who believe, like Dr. King, that I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. This principle of the inescapable network of mutuality is where the answers for the future of our cities live, for the future of our communities, our families, those chosen, those we are born into, for us to live up to our greatest potential. These are unsettling times. The actuals are unknown. The forecasts are not certain. And when the ground is unsteady, you need a helping hand. And I'm so lucky to have that in the people I have the privilege of working with in the office of the assessor recorder. People who believe in good government. People who get A-plus ratings from the Board of Equalization and our audits. People who believe, like I do, that those we serve need our care now more than ever. From each and every act, from every corner of our office, that there is matter in accessibility to records, that there is pride in excellent service, that we are to the city as a metronome is to the musician, providing a steady, stable beat that allows our city to invest and do its work. That even with the heavy load we carry, the rising appeals, the values to assign and defend, fairly and accurately, as the law provides, the, the roles that still must be closed, we conduct our work with integrity, respect for each other, and care. I want to thank Carmen Chu again for leaving me with such a strong foundation to stand on. For my deputies, Juan Carlos and Simone, my front office, Holly, Tina, Abby, and Karen, Megan, and every division lead and staff member for joining in service to the communities that have forged my character, who have challenged my beliefs, and for joining me in my purpose to deliver the best for San Francisco. In our care for service lies a faith, most precious for the trust that we need to serve, that our government and those that lead it hear you, that we see you, that the opportunities you seek closed elsewhere are open when you knock at our doors. It's a surprise for many when they receive it, these simple acts, and these acts delivered from a goodness people can feel, in addition to, yes, efficient, effective, transparent, accessible, accountable. That is what good government is. We need this awareness and these acts, especially today, when frustration and anger and apathy about government reflects the pain that people feel in these challenging times, these unsettling times, in these sometimes discouraging times. How will we make it? Will we make it? Have we seen the best of our times? I find inspiration in many places, in art, in theater, 
and the principles of government that seek such precious states as states of being as liberty, freedom, happiness, but most especially because these answers for these questions cannot be found in the stars, I find inspiration and courage and hope in all of you, community, because you are the actors of our time. You are the stewards of the future of our city. And it's your success that I want to see reflected in the mirrors of our tallest buildings, those symbols of opportunity and possibility and reach. I see my responsibility together with all of you to answer that reach, to see your needs and meet them. From the Bayview to the Sunset, from the Fillmore to the Mission, from the Tenderloin to the Excelsior, on our central subway, from downtown to Chinatown to Union Square, to see you reflected in the future of our shining city, because I find my courage in you, San Francisco, in your moral authority, in your formal authority, in your real struggles, in your deepest dreams, in your fullness of your expressions, your art, your commerce, your politics and love, your trades. I always have, we always have, found our faith in you, the neighborhood and merchant leaders, the coalitions of parity and equity, the trade associations, the public housing resident councils, and cultural districts, because you have always had the courage to care. Because when we as a city are at our best, when it seems that the center will not hold, when the storms hover above us in the sky, we march together, juntos, knowing hand in hand that the sun will set again upon our bay. We are, as the poets say, one equal temper of heroic heart, tested by time and fate and plagues, striving, seeking, finding, never yielding that which we are. One place, one home, one San Francisco full of heart. And it is an honor to serve you. Thank you. SFGov TV, San Francisco Government Television.